2: Growing up in Salt Lake City, Utah, Eric Cohn was introduced to independent film from a young age.
3: I started going to the Sundance Film Festival every year with my mom, probably around five, six years old. Erica
2: knew early on that she didn't want to just watch these films, she wanted to make them.
3: Honestly there was this like very visceral viewing experience that I would have going to films with my mom. I would look over at her and she had kind of this bizarre look on her face. I almost she was like being transfixed by this other world and I would say to myself if other people if other films can do that, I wonder if I could also do that to my mom. I wonder if I could actually have that power over her. And so I started kind of experimenting with with films
2: Erica's latest film, The Judge, follows the story of Judge Khulood al-Faqi, the first woman appointed to a Sharia court in the Middle East.
3: I sat at a table full of men in tarbushes, the hats that the judges and sheikhs wear, and I was very conscious of, of me being one of the only women in the room. And all of a sudden, Judge Khulood walked in and had this unbelievable presence and magneticism that drew me right into her.
2: This is Small Changes, a podcast about how sometimes the seemingly smallest change can have the biggest impact. This week, we learn about an incredible woman who, against all the odds, succeeded in her mission to make it as a judge in Palestine. I'm Lucy Lamble. Hi, Erica, this is Lucy.
3: Hi, how are you?
2: Great, lovely to speak to you. Thanks for making time to do this.
3: Oh, what a pleasure.
2: I know we're making you start your day a bit early.
3: No, that's okay. It's not that early.
2: Erica Cohn has directed and produced several films in the last decade. In 2013, she founded the production company Idle Wild Films, and her 2015 documentary, In Football We Trust was awarded an Emmy.
3: In Football We Trust was a cinema verite film, much like The Judge, meaning that we are following people over a long period of time in an observational way, stylistically. And so that film followed four young Pacific Islander men who are struggling to overcome gang violence and poverty through American football. And we followed them starting in high school, ultimately as they made their way into college with the dream of becoming a professional football player.
2: While she was on a shooting hiatus within Football We Trust, Erica was presented with an interesting opportunity.
3: And one day, a dear friend and colleague invited me to this Islamic reform meeting that was happening at the Palestinian Authority headquarters in Ramallah, which is the kind of capital of the West Bank. And... I sat at a table full of men in tarbouches, the hats that the judges and sheikhs wear, and I was very conscious of, of me being one of the only women in the room. And all of a sudden, Judge Hulud walked in and had this unbelievable presence and magnetism that drew me right into her.
2: That woman would inspire Erica's next film, The Judge.
3: And as the meeting went on, she she started speaking about how Palestine's legal challenges disproportionately affect women and the need to raise the marriage age and how to deal with domestic violence and polygamy and divorce and how to create a uniformity of law within the Palestinian legal framework. And I was literally blown away. And after this meeting, we had a chance to officially engage. And I found out then that she was the first woman judge. And my jaw dropped and she asked me a little bit about me and I said, oh, I'm I'm a filmmaker. It's a pleasure to meet you. And she said, come to my courtroom, Erica. Come see what it's like in my courtroom. And the moment that I walked into her courtroom, I knew this had to be a film.
2: We would have loved to have spoken to Judge Kaluud herself, but she doesn't speak English. And so we were delighted to have Erica, who spent months learning about her life, tell us why Kaluud worked so hard to be the first ever female judge in religious courts in the Middle East.
3: Judge Hulud used to be a lawyer representing women who are survivors of domestic violence and felt like she could best catalyze change within the Sharia courts, which deal with family issues. She felt like women needed to have another woman to tell the most intimate levels of their lives to, that it wouldn't be you know, culturally acceptable or comfortable for a woman to tell the intimate details of abuse, of sexual assault, to a male judge. So she felt like her presence there alone would help bring forward women to talk about their experiences. In addition, she felt like women needed to be at the forefront of interpreting and implementing the law.
2: But it wasn't exactly plain sailing for Judge Kalu to get where she wanted to be.
3: So she researched and researched and researched and brought evidence to the current chief justice at that time, who was Sheik Tamimi, and told him, I want to become the first woman judge. And I think everyone felt like, Oh, okay, you know, I'm not really sure that she might pass, but let's just give her an opportunity anyways. And I don't think anyone really took her seriously, but ultimately when the judicial exam was held, she passed and actually had scores higher than anyone else. And I think at that point, they could not ignore her.
2: I asked Erica to explain a little about Sharia law and why how the law is interpreted is so important.
3: In Palestine and in most countries in the Middle East, post-colonization, the Sharia courts essentially were, were kept for family law. So anything personal status, anything related to the family goes to the Sharia courts, whereas the civil criminal courts deal with other issues. And
2: why is it that there haven't been women as part of the staff in in Middle Eastern Sharia courts? Because that's not always the case elsewhere, is it?
3: It is not. It is not. And women in Palestine have been judges in the civil courts since the 1970s. Women all over the Middle East are judges in courts, but not in the Sharia courts. Islam does not prohibit women from being judges, but there are different scholarly interpretations of whether women can adjudicate law. And in Palestine, it's under the Abu Hanifa Islamic School of Thought, or the West Bank particularly is. It's different in Gaza. It's under the Maliki Islamic School of Thought. But in Palestine, Abu Hanifa said that women could be judges and so Khulud used this this interpretation to ensure that she was able to have a chance at taking the judicial exam and becoming the first woman judge and really cited customs and traditional norms as opposed to anything in Islam that would have prevented her from holding that position.
2: Erica studied Islamic feminism as part of her postgraduate research. And she hopes that one of the biggest takeaways for the audience watching this film will be a better understanding of Sharia law.
3: We as a Western audience have been spoon-fed so much misinformation about Sharia law and about women in the Middle East and about Islam. And I think it takes a conscious effort to say, "There, there has to be another way. I mean, Sharia itself, means, the path, the way. And I asked Judge Khaloud when I very first started this film, do you consider yourself a feminist? And she said, yes, absolutely. And I said, do you as a feminist ever see yourself at odds with the Sharia? And she said, absolutely not. The problem is not within the Sharia. It's within the interpretation or rather the misinterpretation of the Sharia. And we as a Western audience, unfortunately, hear about those very rare instances when the Sharia is interpreted or misinterpreted in a specific way.
2: After the break, we'll get to hear more about what it's like for Judge Kalud living in a society where not everyone is delighted to see her preside over the courts and why she hasn't let any of that get in her way.
3: When she says, I want to be the first woman chief justice, she is not kidding. She is definitely along her way. She is pursuing that path.
2: We'll be back after this.
1: Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free. Or go to amazon.com newsadfree news ad free. That's amazon.com newsadfree news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the
0: ads. Finding your perfect home was hard, but thanks to Burrow, furnishing it has never been easier. Burrow's easy-to-assemble modular sofas and sectionals are made from premium, durable materials, including stain and scratch-resistant fabrics. So they're not just comfortable and stylish, they're built to last. Plus, every single Borough order ships free right to your door. Right now, get 15% off your first order at borough.com slash ACAST. That's 15% off at borough.com slash ACAST.
3: Today in Focus is a new
2: Guardian podcast that brings you closer to our journalism by getting behind the news every weekday. You'll join me, Anushka Astana, talking to people at the centre of the big stories impacting our world. We'll use personal perspectives and expert analysis to put you at the heart of what matters. Listen to Today in Focus and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify or wherever you choose to listen. Welcome back to Small Changes. I'm Lucy Lamble. This week, I'm joined by film director Erica Cohn to discuss the subject of her latest film, Judge Khaloud al-Faki, the first woman judge appointed to a Sharia court in the Middle East. And she's just wonderfully focused, cutting through all kinds of barriers to fulfill her her legal career. But you also show her and all her humanity with her children and with the community. What was it like working with her?
3: Khulud is brilliant in all aspects of her life and welcomed me and our film crew into her life wholeheartedly, into her court, into her home. You have to show someone as a multidimensional human being. And this is the same as it is here in the Western world, in the UK, in the US, women in leadership roles have to be so cognizant of how the general society perceives them. And Hulud was very concerned about, about showing a certain level of emotion on camera because she was concerned that people would perceive her as weak. And that was something that you know we really, really had to unpack and and talk through in the course of filming.
2: One of my favourite quotes from the film comes from Judge Khaloud when she says, I live in the 21st century. It doesn't make sense to use 10th century customs. One of the most memorable scenes for Erica shows why this isn't how everyone in Khulud society thinks.
3: You know, there's a moment in the film where Judge Khaloud is speaking to a women's group. And everyone has their own opinions about women and women's roles in in a revolution and nationalism and what this all means. And one woman speaks up and says, You know, we talk all the time about these women who who need our support, but what about the men who need support? I see that they're abused too. And Judge Khaloud quickly corrects that and says, You know, just as we allow men to kick out their wives who are disobedient or if they fall out of love, why can't women kick out their husbands? We need to have the right too. And this kind of like whole discussion erupts with people talking over each other and different opinions that, you know, even within these progressive women's groups, there's a lot of kind of biases in and, and how women and men can be or can't be treated equally.
2: Kulud might not have support everywhere she looks for it, But Erica says she has one place she can always turn to for help and guidance – home.
3: Her husband and her father are unbelievable characters in this film from a personal standpoint. You know, her husband is the primary caregiver for the children and is is cooking in the kitchen with her, is supportive, is pushing her to achieve greatness in her career.
1: Her
3: father is... You know, pushing her to to have the highest level of education she she can receive is so proud of Judge Hulud and says education is a is a weapon for women.
2: One of many lovely moments in the film is where her children are, are receiving her home one evening, and her little daughter is chanting, "My mum's a judge, my mum's a judge, and my dad's a lawyer."
3: Yes. <laughs> It's one of my favorite moments in the film. And had her husband maybe not been so supportive, this uh, would be a point of contention. You know, the kids went on to scream out the window to neighbors passing by, you know, I think my mom's more powerful than my, my dad. And they, they just have this level of respect and reverence and are so proud of their mother. And her youngest daughter is actually following in Khulud's footsteps and wants to to also be a judge.
2: Moments like this will certainly make you smile, but Erica also wants to show the uglier side of Khulud's career.
3: Yes, definitely. As you see in the film, multiple chief justices are appointed through the course of, of our filming. And each time it gets a little bit more difficult for her. So she's dealing with leadership who doesn't necessarily support her in her role. She's dealing with leadership that doesn't like how outspoken she is about challenges within the Sharia courts or challenges within the law. And she's also dealing with general societal perception. Though I think that has definitely changed. Palestine is generally supportive of there now being a woman judge. When she was first appointed, it definitely was not that way.
2: Where do you think she'll go next? She strikes me as a woman who's going to go far.
3: When she says, I want to be the first woman chief justice, she is not kidding. She is definitely along her way. She is pursuing that path.
2: When the film was released, Kulud was delighted to finally have someone tell her story.
3: She really saw the film as an opportunity for her to exponentially reach women and girls around the world to encourage them to pursue leadership roles in their communities despite whatever cultural norms or traditions might exist. And so for her, this was a tremendous platform to reach additional people, and it was a perfect collaboration. I think one of the most interesting things for me in filming The Judge was that Khulud's experiences and what I was seeing on the ground in Palestine directly paralleled what I was seeing and feeling in the U.S. I mean, the conversations that I had with people in the street about how they felt about a woman judge in the Sharia courts and when their responses were varying from, you know, a woman can be too, is too emotional, you know, a woman shouldn't have these high leadership roles, a woman shouldn't have this kind of pressure upon her. Those were the same conversations that we were happening having during... The Hillary Clinton campaign, there were so many parallels. I mean, women's leadership is highly fraught and highly contested right now. And we need more women in positions of power more than ever.
2: If you want to feel inspired, do watch Erica's film The Judge. There will be links to places to stream it on demand on this week's episode description on The Guardian website. If you're in London this week, the UK premiere will be screened at the Bertha Dock House. Huge thanks to Erica Cohn for joining me this week. We're always looking for inspiring guests like Erica and Judge Kalud Al Faki, so if you think you know anybody who'd be perfect for the show, you can email us at podcasts@theguardian.com. at Small Changes is produced by Danielle Stevens. And I'm Lucy Lamble. Thanks for listening.